Welcome to Marriage Conversations. We're Mason and Chelsea Linskog, and we believe your marriage was designed to be successful, and we have a passion to tell you how. We believe in simple tools that yield amazing results, and we believe that your dreams for your marriage aren't as far off as you think. So join us as we dive into today's conversation. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in today. Uh, We're going to talk about believing the best in one another. Uh, This is a wonderful topic that we love talking about. It's been transformative for our relationship together, but also in our other relationships in our lives. And so, you know, this is something that you can start practicing in your marriage and uh, allow it to translate into other relationships and just see the, the beautiful change that can occur. It was really important for us when we started doing this. Hun, I think it was you that initially kind of started this, and I think it maybe stemmed out of a disagreement. I wouldn't call it a fight or anything, but you know, you were like, man, I wish you would just believe the best in me. And I think it's there's different scenarios of this where I always jokingly say it's when a guy says, yeah, your butt looks big in those jeans. And the wife's like, oh my gosh, my butt looks big in those jeans. But he's meaning it as a good thing, but she assumed the worst. And so if you continually assume the best out of your spouse, um, I think you find that it gives them the opportunity to give you the best of themselves. Yeah, 100% there. Um, It's definitely changed my outlook um, and just the way that just the way that I view you, especially when it, when it comes to conflict, right? When it comes to things that, you know, sound off or something, um, you know, you might say something that I misconstrue and, uh, you know, initially the first thought is, wow, seriously. But, you know, if, if, you know, I know that when I, when I choose to believe the best in you, to believe that, um, anything that you say or anything that you do is with pure intentions, regardless of what I might think, um, you know, that definitely changes my perspective. Um, it really mitigates, um, a lot of, uh, I guess, anger, so to speak, or, um, even bitterness, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of confusion comes about during conversation, especially since men and women are so different. And the way that we communicate and the things that we say are very different. But realizing that the person that you married, you married them for a reason. Or the person that you're marrying, you're marrying them for a reason. Because you love them because of X, Y, Z traits. But most likely, a part of this is that they're a partner to you. They believe in you. They believe in your dreams and in your hopes. And A lot of us end up in these bad scenarios when we begin to assume the worst in our spouse because we've seen all different aspects of them throughout our relationship. So we've seen them at times almost fail us and then we begin to get jaded in a way to where we begin to think the worst of our spouse and it becomes an easy thing to do. But you can obviously reverse that. And I think we've done a good job at doing that by choosing, instead of believing the worst, choose to believe the best of your spouse. Choose that when they do something, they're doing it for a good reason, even if it doesn't translate well. Right. And, you know, when, when you choose to, to act in this way, to think in this way in advance uh, before anything comes up, you know, before words are said to you or, you know, someone does something to you. When when you choose this, um, you know, the world will tell you, you know, that's naive, you know, you're just going to let people walk all over you believing that. Well, um, I I don't think that it really has to be that way. Even if I 100% or 99.99% believe that you're acting in a way that um, is not with pure intentions. I'm still going to believe that because even if I'm wrong, even if I'm wrong in in believing that, uh, my job is still in my mind to believe the best in you Um, and to recognize that you have the potential to act with pure intentions. And even when you aren't, um, 
by me choosing to believe that, it really softens um, the conversation um, and it allows communication to flow much better um, for you to be able to express your feelings, for me to be able to express mine, um, for us to be able to solve what's going on. Because, you know, if, if there is a conflict going on like that, um, you know, it's something that you want to be able to, to work out. And I'd rather be wrong by believing the best in you mm-hmm. than to assume that you are acting with ill intentions, to assume that you are against me, right? Because I know 100% that you're for me. You know, we, when, we, when we said our vows, when we got married, we said for better or for worse, and we're going to be by each other's side and be for each other if no one else, you know, in this world is, is for us. Um, we're going to be there for each other. So what would you say to couples who say, my spouse isn't for me. They are against me. We've had, you know, issues with either infidelity or trust issues in the past or something. So currently one of the spouses or both of the spouses actually believe that their spouse is against them. Yeah, that's a huge question. And, you know, we're not here to say that, um, you know, your spouse is, you know, allowed to just walk all over you to abuse you. Um, that's wrong. Right. Um, I think that, you know, what it, when it, when it, when this becomes a problem, when this is something that is incredibly difficult to do, um, I think oftentimes there are trust issues. I'm glad that you mentioned trust specifically and trust takes time sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. if someone, if someone has done you wrong, you know, particularly if there's something as serious as infidelity or secrecy of some sort, um, you know, that's not something that's necessarily going to heal overnight. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some time. Um, but what you could, what you can do is, is you can still, you can still practice um, deciding in advance that you're going to believe the best in them. But I think that in this particular case, and really in all cases, something that could really help is to just sit down with your spouse and say, look, this really hurt me. Um, you know, it, it breaks my heart that you did this. I choose to forgive you anyways. I'm not saying that it was right. It was wrong. Um, I value this relationship and I really want this to work. Um, I want you to give me a reason to trust you. I, I want to trust you. I'm having trouble with that right now but I really want to trust you. And because I want to trust you, I'm going to choose today in advance to believe the best in you, regardless Mm -hmm. of what you say, regardless of what you do. And understand that just because I'm doing that doesn't mean that, you know, you're off the hook or anything, but I think that this is the best thing that I can do for on, on my end of things to love you. And to give you the best opportunity because I do love you. I do want to be with you and I want things to be good. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to remember, especially when a spouse has hurt you or when a spouse hasn't been who they need to be. And that can even be a spouse that talks poorly about the other or has no reason to not trust the other, but continually speaks these negative things over their spouse. But you have to remember your spouse was created in the image of God. Your spouse was created with purpose on their life, and God extends grace to them so that they can become who he's created them to be, and they failed him time and time again, and he has forgiven, and you, we all have failed God time and time again, but that doesn't change the fact that we were created for grace-filled moments. We were created in God's image to be like him, but we cannot be like him unless we are given the opportunity to be like him. So I think you have to give your spouse the opportunity to show you. Because like you said, hun, the trust is not built overnight, but also it can't be built if there, there is no space for them to, to try to begin to do that. If, you know, there isn't a space for you to say, 
I'm going to believe the best in you and I'm going to give you opportunities for that so that we can rebuild that. And I actually, I have a story that I'd love to share and it's not about us per se, but um, do you remember, I don't know, a few years ago when I was doing substitute teaching? Yeah. Okay. So I did substitute teaching for a while um, and there were good parts about it and there were really tough parts about it. Um, But I was in a high school class and I had subbed not with this particular class, but with a particular child multiple times. And it was a high school class and he had kind of proven himself to be this kid who was not trustworthy. He was a failure. He had a lot of bad things spoken over him. He was the labeled bad kid. And I had been really working on speaking good things and and really talking to him about what had been going on in his life and why he was choosing to act out. And I had him in a class one day and I had to send somebody to give the roster to the front office. And um, so I chose him and everybody, all the kids used to call me Miss L because uh, kids can't pronounce Linscog. So, uh, <laughs> and they said, oh, Miss L, you made a mistake. You shouldn't have trusted him and you don't need to send him while he, all this kid's in the class. They're, they're, they're bashing him to his face. And I remember I looked at him right in the eye and I said, no, he's going to take it to the front office. And I know that because I trust him. I said, I can trust you, right? And he looked at me and he said, yes. Kid was back in just a few minutes. And all the kids in the classroom the whole time, man, he's not coming back. I said, he's coming back. I trust him. And because I gave him the opportunity and I spoke over him, I believed the best in him. And I not only believed it, but I spoke it to him. And I think there is something inside of people when you speak who they could be over them, they almost want to step up into that person. They're like, I, I don't even know if I believe that in myself, but because you believe it in me, I kind of want to step up to that. And I think a lot of spouses would be more likely to step up and be the husband of your dreams or be the wife of your dreams if you simply believed it in them first. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, are, are you, are you speaking, uh, you know, things that you, you think that your spouse has the potential, um, or are you simply complaining about what you see currently, mm-hmm. you know, um, for us to exercise our faith, we've got to be able to call, call things into being as though they were, even mm-hmm. though we don't see them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, understanding that they have the same potential that we all do, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be um, Christ-like. Um, and, you know, when we do this for one another, we're really, we're modeling what, how God thinks about us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, he always believes the best in us. He proved that through Jesus Christ. Um, uh, through through his grace, right? It's you know, no matter how many times you mess up, I still believe that you can turn the right direction, mm-hmm. um, right? And so, and and that's exactly what our marriages are designed for um, is is to um, is is to is to represent um, Christ. It is to mm-hmm. it is to take on. Um, the divine nature um, through the Holy Spirit, you know, and and First Peter talks about that, the fact that God's promises that have been written for us, uh, they there are armor, there are protection, but also it allows us to take on um, the divine nature and to be and to act, you know, like God, to think how He thinks and to mm-hmm. to act how he would act, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, that's why, you know, when you read John chapter one and talks about in the beginning, um, you know, the word, you know, it was with God, it was God. Jesus Christ was the word made flesh. He dwelt among us. He was the example. And he was the example of what it looks like when the words are not just head knowledge, they are actions it's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, he was the, he was the example of what it looks like to do the word. 
And I'm so glad you talked about words. It makes me think of one thing that we see God do throughout the entire Bible. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Abraham. He was originally called Abram. And then God changed his name to Abraham, meaning I think it's father of many, but basically it was God continually calling him a father because he was going to establish him and he was going to establish nations. And so even though Abraham was not a father, God was calling him that. Even though it hadn't happened yet, God was continually reminding him of who he's been set up to be. And I challenge people to begin to emulate God in that way and to begin calling your spouse the things that you know they're capable of being, or maybe things that you don't even know if they're capable of being yet. But I, I bet you, if you test it, God does things on purpose. He shows us these things and he includes this in his word on purpose to tell us, look, the things that you're saying over people, the things that you are calling someone, if you're consistently calling your husband a liar, he may step into that, but if you continually affirm him and you continually tell him that you believe the best in him, and I think that's what God, God is doing when he's changing these people's names. You know, he takes people who have names that are for destruction or, or malintent and he turns it into something beautiful and he changes their whole story with it. So I wonder if we all began speaking things over our spouses that would help to shape their path. And we began to, in prayer, call it out to God and say, I know that my husband is truthful. I know that you've designed him to have truth. The world has just shaped him a little odd, so or shaped him in a, in a different way from that. And it shaped him to, to step into this, but that's not who he is. And today I'm going to call out who my spouse is, and I'm going to remind him I'm going to remind him that he's a good husband. I'm going to remind him on even the littlest things that he does that I appreciate that, that I love that about him. I'm going to affirm the good things about him and watch him step into the man who God created him to be or the woman that God created her to be. And it was the best thing that we ever did, beginning to say, I feel like maybe you said this and it felt like this and it felt like an attack, but I'm going to believe that you didn't mean it that way. And I'm going to go ahead and affirm the truth of who I know you are. And I'm going to say, hey, it felt like you were trying to say this, but I know that's not who you are. So I know you must have meant something different. Can you please explain it to me? But it's just, it's a beautiful thing to begin to watch the power of your word, transform your spouse. But more than transforming your spouse, I think it transforms you. I think it changes the way you, you treat your spouse and the way you feel about your spouse when you remind yourself who your spouse can be, even if they haven't been that person in the past. Give them an opportunity like that boy in that class to step into it. No other teacher was giving him the opportunity to step into anything good because he'd already ruined their trust. They, he'd already been cast out by them, but he had, and he proved to that whole class that day that he had every potential of being that person. And I submit to everybody listening today that your spouse has that potential to be the person who you believe they would be when you got married. Maybe it looked different than you think or different than you thought it was going to. And, and instead of seeing it the way that it's always been, stop seeing with your physical eyes and begin to see with the eyes of your heart. Begin seeing through the eyes of the Spirit because God, I promise, sees your spouse in the most positive light. So maybe ask. Ask Him to give you His eyes. Ask, you, ask him to let you see what he sees in your spouse because he created them for, for this time, for this season, for this moment to be with you at this point in time for a beautiful and glorious reason. So if you can't see it, maybe you just need to close your eyes and, and ask God to help you to see. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And... uh no, this has just been a great, 
just a great conversation. Just what a, what a great example it is of, um, you know, what your life can look like when you, when you choose to operate in this way. I love the example, uh, that you gave us, uh, from when you were substitute teaching. What a, what a powerful, what a powerful thing. Um, I think that, you know, if we're all honest, we all, we all really deeply desire to have somebody believe in us, to believe that we can be better than who we currently are, to be, to believe that we can do something greater than what we're currently doing, to believe that we can rise to the occasion, whatever that may be. I think that we all deep down really, really want that. And as husband and wife, um, you have the greatest opportunity to be that person for your spouse. You know, uh, we all know what the golden rule is, you know, do to others as you would have them do unto you. In other words, treat people the way that you would like for someone else to be treated. You know, and, you know, if you want someone to believe in you, do that for your spouse. They're the one closest to you. That you, They're the one that's with you most days of the week, if not every single day of the week, depending on your, your lifestyle. Um, but just be that person, uh, regardless of how your spouse is currently. Um, you know, I think the things that we say um, over and over again consistently reveal uh, where our heart's at, um, reveals what we believe. And if most of the time the words that we are speaking to one another are uplifting, they're encouraging, they're full of faith, um, you know, calling our spouse, um, you know, in terms of, you know, what you see with your faith, um, you know, their potential. Um, you know, I know it looks like this right now, but I know who you are. And I know what you're capable of. I know what God's put inside of you. And I know, I know what it looks like right now, but just know I'm by your side. I believe in you. And I know that you can do this. Um, I think that it's when we choose to act in this way that we are able to not only create a really safe environment for one another by believing the best and knowing that, hey, even when I mess up, she's not going to believe that I was trying to cause harm. Um, she's going to ask for clarification instead. She's going to say, hey, I'm sure that you didn't mean it this way. Do you mind just you know, telling me about this? I know that it's going to be a safe environment. I know that I'm going to be uplifted. I'm going to be encouraged. By doing this, it allows grace to flow in the relationship, and it allows us to both at the same time uh, really, really rise to our full potential, I think. Any closing thoughts? No, I think that's awesome. I think that's really wonderful. And I love you very much. And I've had a really fun time talking about this. I hope that everybody listening got a little bit of something different than what they're used to and something that is inspiring. Oh, I know they did. You're on this podcast, so <laughs> I know they got that. I was inspired just listening. I love you so much. Mm, well, you guys, we hope you all have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in. We're excited to talk to you again soon. If you enjoyed today's conversation, let us know by leaving a rating. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you post a question there, we will do our best to answer it on a future episode. Remember, leaving a rating helps us to spread the news about having a great marriage through Christ to more people on this platform. We appreciate your time and can't wait to have more conversations with you. Welcome to Marriage Conversations. We're Mason and Chelsea Linskog, and we believe your marriage was designed to be successful. And we have a passion to tell you how. We believe in simple tools that yield amazing results, and we believe that your dreams for your marriage aren't as far off as you think. So join us as we dive into today's conversation. We decided we wanted to talk about one of our new found favorite topics, which is health. Yeah, so, you know, we've, we've been on a journey. Um, we've been almost married for eight years mm -hmm. this June. 
And so we've had, you know, some ups and downs, um, particularly as it pertains to our health. And so we just kind of wanted to, you know, talk about that a little bit, how important it is, uh, some of the obstacles that we faced and some of the ways that we have found have really helped us um, to be successful in this area and, and to be on a, on a path that we, mm-hmm. we can both say that we're, we're proud to be on together. Yeah, so I think it'd be great for us to maybe start with some of our history. I think we have vastly different um, history. I'm not athletic at all. Um, if we're playing sports together ever, if we're friends, please don't put me on your team. I love you more than that. Um, grab this guy here. He's like our sports enthusiast. He does not lose. So um, for that reason, we rarely ever play on the same team when it comes to sports. But I grew up and I was in the gym consistently. My mom was a personal trainer, group fitness exerciser. My dad worked out in the yard every weekend and went to the gym too. So I grew up with two uh gym rats, I guess you would say. And um, they were really focused on health and and being healthy. So I understood that aspect of it. But like I said, because I wasn't athletic, I ended up in things like, you know, dance and singing and um, drawing, piano, a lot of different sedentary things. And then as I got into high school, I ended up having some health problems and um, one of the medications I was taking at the time made me incredibly tired to the point where I just was not doing anything. And when I got in college, I dealt with some depression, which if you've never had that, at least for me, it made me incredibly tired all the time. And, um, you know, and that just, it didn't really help with my health journey. Uh, Even though I knew what to do, I just, I was not doing it. And then I went through all of college and did not gain the freshman 15, but gosh, can I tell you, I gained the marriage 50. Uh, It was, babe, it was kind of crazy when we got married. I think I thought I could just eat what you ate and look the same as I did before. I don't think you gained 50 pounds. You're, you've got to be kidding. Uh, I don't know if it was 50, but it was, it was a, it was a good bit and it, man, It snuck up on me so fast. I remember there was one day I was standing in the, you know, bathroom trying to get ready and I noticed these like bruises on my side and I'm like, dang, has Mason been kicking me in the middle of the night? And I went to the doctor only to find out. Do you remember what it was that he found? What it was? No. It was stretch marks, you guys. I had just gained so much weight so quickly And I'd never had that happen before to where I thought I had these bruises all over my body, but they were these dark colored stretch marks. And, um, gosh, that kind of woke me up a little bit, I guess really not enough to start a long fitness journey, but, um, that, that changed, um, in the past few years, but Mason kind of tell them a little bit about your history so they understand where you're coming from too. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, one of the things that I always, you know, did growing up was have some activity to do, right? Springtime, it was baseball season, um, you know, and so I did that. And then, you know, come fall, I played basketball. And, um, you know, once I got into middle school, I explored some other sports. I played football for one, one year and I got beat up enough to uh, <laughs> never do that again. Um, but I also did cross country as well as tennis. I told y'all he's athletic, (laughs) but, um, yeah. And so, you know, I continued to play tennis, uh, throughout all of high school and I also did a marching band in the fall. So, um, you know, that wasn't as active as tennis, but it was actually surprisingly, um, really good exercise, um, every day that we had after school. So I was always doing something moving. Now, don't get me wrong. I played a lot of video games in (laughs) high school too. Um, So that was sedentary, but um, I was very active. Um, In addition to all those things that I did, I, you know, discovered the gym um, when I was 16 and just, um, you know, how it made me feel better, um, more energy. And uh, it just excited me to, um, you know, see progress and, just to have fun, honestly. It's something I did with a lot of my friends. 
And um, so it wasn't just me going by myself. I did it. I did it with other people. Um, and, you know, you and I even went to the gym together. Mm-hmm. In um, high school. Yeah, this was a gym that your family was going to. And so I joined that. But, you know, by and large, I've, I've, I've always had something, something to do. Um, and even when I went to college, you know, I was lucky enough to get a, a free gym membership across the street from the apartment complex that I was staying at. <laughs> and so I went there, um, you know, throughout college. Um, you know, but uh, once we, once I finished my undergrad and, and we got married, um, you know, started pharmacy school and, mm-hmm. you know, things, I had less time um, just from, just from school, honestly. And, uh, you know, it was, none of this stuff usually happens overnight. You don't just altogether stop mm-hmm. doing things in terms of exercise and, you know, eating habits. It, it's generally a, a decline that's gradual it sneaks up on you yeah it can sneak up on you um and that's really i think what happened you know to us right Mm -hmm. um you know it took us a while uh you know it took me personally gaining you know 20 25 pounds before i realized hey you know I, i really need to do a better job of taking care of myself um at that point in time and i think it was hard for you maybe just because you know, once we got married, you saw how much food I ate. And, I like food, um, you guys. Yeah, we both. <laughs> That's like our thing, you yeah. know? We both love food so much. It's and, so hard to watch <laughs> him have this huge plate and have these desserts and for me to be like, oh, no, thank you. I'm going to have a salad. Like, this <laughs> just not going to happen. Well, the thing is, is I was really eating more than I should have for my own self. Right? Yeah. And, and I, I wasn't mean, being we, healthy. We both just, and I mean, and we tried to do different things and we started like the healthy meal kits which were good but I just think we tried to do too much all at one time and then we would do it and go gung-ho and then we'd fall off this bandwagon or you know whatever it was and um so what would you say that was the pivotal point for us to where things really began to change for the better yeah um, so there's, there's two things that I can really, um, I really pinpoint. So the first thing was we went on a walk, um, on the Lakeshore trail, which is about, um, a five mile out and back. And we maybe made it, I don't know, a mile and a half or two miles in. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. My feet hurt. I want to go lay down. I just, I was not feeling very good. Sorry, if you hear that in the background, we have a dog that's sneezing. Uh, <laughs> we love him. But um, we were on this trail and I got so tired and I just, I don't know, I felt in my spirit and, and, and it comes from Isaiah 6, 8. And it says, then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? Then I said, here I am send me. And I have this big heart for outreach and for doing the things that I feel like God is calling me to do. And I had this check in my spirit that was like, what if God asked me to do something and I had to say no, because I hadn't stewarded my body well, I hadn't fed it good food. I haven't, I hadn't, you know, worked out my muscles. And I'm not saying I wanted to be a bodybuilder, but I wanted God to be able to call me to anything and everything. And for me to not say no, because I was a, a not a good steward. And then last year when all of COVID and everything hit and we got quarantined, I got furloughed and, you know, we just, we decided in that time We didn't want to be like everybody else. We didn't want to just sit and watch television. We wanted to be in the 2% of people who stewarded their time well. And Mason started running, which was something I had done in the past, but kind of hadn't figured out how to fit it into my work schedule. And, um, and And I just thought that running was, like I used to tell people, if you see me running, you ought to run because I'm something's chasing me. <laughs> and I told people I was slower than a turtle trying to run a marathon in molasses. Like, 
And I think it's just because it had been presented to me in the wrong way. And I think for a lot of you out there, maybe fitness and health has been presented to you in the wrong way from people who have yelled at you and said, come on, come on, you got this, push yourself, push yourself. It's got to be hard. It's got to be fast. It's got, if you don't hate it, it's not good. And Or maybe they just saw something on, on, on TV, a program mm-hmm. or something, and they saw, you know, something that was, you know, pretty pretty crazy and they thought well if that's what I have to do to Mm -hmm. make a change or to get results then you know just just count me out that's that's Mm -hmm. not for me but you know for for us I think things changed when we decided to really just simplify things and focus on one thing at a time and to focus on things like for me what was huge because I don't like being I like being encouraged I don't like being pushed encouragement for me will make me go a lot further. And so I think my whole fitness life, people pushed me and it made me not like it as much. But when I started being encouraged by you and myself and one thing Mason did, and I, this is just part of my love language, which we'll talk about at some point, but he wrote me a letter and just a little note. And I think you gave it to me with something else, but I'm not sure what I just, I have the letter still. Um, Oh, he reminded me. He was very, very sweet and got me um, an activity tracking watch because I'd been doing so good with my health. And he, um, and basically it was so that I could kind of keep up with what I was, what I was doing and, and seeing the impact it was having. And he wrote me a note and said, I believe in you and I believe in us. Here's to celebrating our health journey together. Love, Mason. And it just really impacted me. And Mason's ability to just encourage me and to say, do this at your pace and do it at a pace that you're in love with, whether you're running slow or you're walking or we're doing something or, you know, maybe we're not eating a healthy meal every single night, but do, do it in the capacity that you have to love it. And it, it, it has revolutionized everything for us, I think. Yeah, well, I'm happy that I get to be that that person in your life. And, you know, that's what marriage is all about. Um, we have each other to lean on. And we have each other to uh, encourage one another, to lift each other up. I mean, we're teammates for life. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's really just a, a just a beautiful thing to get to to be a part of of this marriage with you and to be able to to do um to, to make a, a positive impact in your mm-hmm. life and to, and to know that um, that the words that that we we use um, to talk to one another that that we can lift each other up um, that we can speak life to one another um, you know proverbs says life and death is in the power of the tongue and you know we can either lift each other up or tear each other down with the things that we say and so it's so important mm-hmm. to be intentional with what we say how we say things, um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, how our actions also speak, um, you know, without even necessarily saying words. Um, but, you know, what's worked for us and, and, and what I know to be true that works for most people is, again, it needs to be simple. Mm-hmm. It needs to be something that you can do. Don't feel like you have to, you know, be on a you know, super strict diet mm-hmm. and a full exercise regimen next week. Well, health should not be about restricting yourself from something and health should not be about losing something. Your health should be about gaining yeah. something. Even if you have weight to lose, which I know a lot of, a lot of us, especially here in the United States, I do. you know, uh, a lot of us do have weight to lose, but it also, you know, it has to be, um, you need to have a really big reason why you're doing something. And, you know, if, if we're just try, uh, trying to lose weight, that might work for the short term. Mm-hmm. It might work for the short term. But, you know, if that's the only reason we're doing the things that we're doing, we're going for walks, we're going for runs, we're exercising, we're eating healthy. But if, if we're doing all those things just to lose weight, just to maybe look better, then um, it's just not going to last. And so, and we knew that. And we'd experienced that. Yeah, we had, we had. And so 
you know, maybe, maybe that's been your reason before. And maybe that's been one of the reasons maybe why things unfortunately, you know, declined for you and your personal health journey. Um, maybe you're just like us and that, and that's what happened to you. But, um, you know, just find, you have to find a bigger why, why you're doing things. And so Mm -hmm. what we, what we had to do is we had to come together and we had to decide, Hey, um, you know, I want us to work on our health and, you know, yes, we do need to lose weight, but I want us to work on our health because I want us to be better free for each other. Um, you know, I want us to be, you know, vibrant and have, be full of energy one day when we have children and to be able to be there for them. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, hopefully, you know, one day even get to be, um, you know, fun grandparents, um, for, Mm -hmm. for our kids, uh, kids. And, um, but really start, it starts with, with the both of you. Um, you're doing this for one another. And also, um, you know, you're doing this for the Lord ultimately. Um, I think that's, what's most important. And, um, you know, the author of first Corinthians, Paul, one thing that he, he wrote to the church, um, in first Corinthians six, verse 19, he says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. So our bodies are not our own. Mm-hmm. Um, they belong to the Lord. And our bodies belong to each other in marriage. My body is not my own. It it belongs to you. It belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And just like that, your body is not your own. It belongs to, to God. Um, and it belongs to me. And, it, and it's not for, for selfish reasons. It's for selfless reasons, um, honestly. And... Um, you know, that, that verse right there has been, I think, really impactful for both of us because it really gives you a greater, it really gives you a greater reason why, why, why we should take care of our bodies, right? Um, you, you know, and I, I don't have the exact reference, but, um, you know, there's another verse, it could be Philippians, I'm not sure, but, you know, it basically, it says, you know, physical training is good, mm-hmm. and but training for godliness is greater. Mm-hmm. It acknowledges the fact that physical training is a great thing, um, you know, and it and and it kind of um, compares that to our our you know our walk with God and, and training for that and how you know that's more important, but also physical training is important. Well, and since we are created beings, therefore God created our bodies to I I think function at a maximum capacity by putting good things that he's also created in there. I I reference it as if you have a car, you know, you know, water is really, really cheap. You can pour it out of your, out of your kitchen faucet. And it would be really nice for me to tell you to be able to save money by putting water into your car. But in the long term, it's really kind of cruel for me to tell you that because your car is only going to make it so far because your car was made to function on gasoline. And so I know that there's this huge stigma right now about health and wellness. And let me tell you, first of all, you're beautiful the way you are. But just how God loves us the way we are, he loves us so much to not let us stay that way because he created our bodies to function at a maximum capacity when we use the tools and the items that he's given us so that our cars don't run out before the, the end of their life, right? If your car is supposed to go, you know, I don't know how far cars go. I'm just going to, let me just throw out this, and I'm sorry, men, if this makes no sense, but if your car is designed to go 400,000 miles before it breaks down and I tell you to put water in it and then it breaks down after 10, well, that's not good. So I want to tell you that God has created things that are on this planet that are really good for your body to consume. He's created your body to move and to function as a unit so that not just so that you can be healthy and look good and so that your Instagram can be tailored. It's not about that. It's about your body being able to function because like I said earlier, so that when God gives you a call, you get to say, yes, I'm ready. I'm already ready. I don't have to train. I'm ready. Send me. And, and even as it pertains to your marriage, you guys, I hadn't thought of it this way, but let me tell you how beautiful 
and wonderful Mason's brain is, the way that he thinks and he thinks for eternity's sake and he thinks for lifetime, he's a forward thinker, that he said that he appreciated me taking care of myself, for me working out, for me eating well and taking care of my body. Why? Not because he's like, oh, because you look so much more beautiful now and because I like you better this way. No, he said, I appreciate it because it communicates to me that you want to be with me for a really long time, that you want us to stay together and, and be old and still be vibrant, to be old and still be killing it for the kingdom, you know? And to me, as a, as a woman, that, that makes my heart so happy that me taking care of that, he sees it. I may see it temporarily and I may see it as I look better tomorrow, but he, it communicates to him. I want to be with you and I don't want to be with you for a short amount of time and for an amount of time where we're going to just be those people that sit in the recliners and watch TV. No, I want to experience life with you. And honey, that was... (laughs) And I'm crying because it's, it's so absolutely beautiful to me that you want to be with me like that too. And I want you guys to know that's a part of what you communicate to your spouse with your health. That's a part of what you communicate to God through your health that, hey, honey, I want to be with you for the long haul and I want to be in it for the journey and for the experiences. And God, I want to be in it for eternity's sake, so that I can, as, and this was spoken over to me a long time ago, and uh, it comes from Isaiah, but that you who trust in the Lord, you're going to find new strength. You soar on wings like eagles. You're going to run and you're not going to get weary. You're going to walk and you're not going to get tired. You're not going to grow faint because you've trained your body to serve the Lord in any and all circumstances for all time. That's really good. Um, One of the things that you had mentioned is that, you know, God loves us just the way that we are. Um, But he loves us so much that he doesn't want us to stay the same. He doesn't want us to not grow and to not progress. He always has something greater for us. And I think one of the greatest gifts that we can give one another in a marriage is to, you know, obviously love each other no matter what, but loving each other in a way that we are both, uh, you know, positively encouraging one another to be better Mm -hmm. and positively encouraging each other to be better for the right reasons. Not, hey, I'm not really happy with the way you look. You need to lose weight. That doesn't work. Mm -mm. You know, it's... um, And let me just say this. Um, I know that there's going to be some of you listening to this and maybe you've already started a health journey, but your, your spouse is really not on board. Um, you know, we see this a lot of times with couples Mm -hmm. where you've got one person that, you know, they're, they're, they're on board with something, they're gung ho. Um, they've experienced life change from something and they're so excited about it. And they want to share it with their with their partner. They want to. They want. They genuinely want them to be mm-hmm. able to experience what they've experienced. But they present it in a completely wrong way, and in a way that's not attractive. Uh, you know, it's more so. It might even come across judgmental. Mm-hmm. So, what I what I would say if if you're in that boat and you're and you're discouraged, um, it, it, you know, it it could be your health journey. You know, hey, you've experienced, um, you know higher levels of energy and just overall a sense of better well-being and you want that for your spouse let me encourage you it's all about the way that you approach it it's all about what you communicate to them and you know when you say hey um i just want you to know i uh you know i'm i'm exercising and uh, i'm i'm eating this certain way because I want to be better for you. I want to be better for us. I love you so, so much. And I want to be around for a long time for you. Um, I don't want my health 
to be one of the reasons why you don't get to experience the fullness of life, the fullness of what marriage could be. And so I just want you to know that I'm here for you. And I'm doing this by taking care of myself. Um, and just present to them the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. And you don't even have to say, hey, do you think that you could do this as well? You don't even have to say that. Um, I think that actions speak louder than words. And I think that, you know, being an example uh, for your spouse can really go a long way because eventually they're going to get to this place to where they know, hey, you know, they're really, you know, they're really putting a lot of effort into this and they're doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like I should contribute. I feel like I should, I should really probably try to start taking care of myself. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's good. And inviting somebody, you know, if you're eating healthy, then say, hey, I found this really great recipe. I know normally I cook some funky stuff for myself on the side and cook y'all this. I was wondering if on Tuesday I can make y'all a really cool meal. If you don't like it, it's fine. I just want you to experience it because I liked it so much. And just inviting. And it's a constant invitation and it's not like, you need to get your sorry butt off of the chair and do this. Or why don't you try with me? Because yeah, it can be really frustrating. And yeah, it would be nice to have somebody on the journey. Instead of criticizing your spouse, I welcome you to find a person of your same gender, not of the opposite gender, but of your same gender who is going to encourage you and to take part in this with you so that you can give your spouse the freedom to say yes when they're ready. Um, So that they're not doing it because they feel forced to, they're doing it because they want to gain something with you. And, um, Hannah, I also want to talk to the people who want to start this, that they want to start a health journey, um, and how we recommend to do that. Now we're not saying that we're health professionals or anything. So we're going to give you some very generalized things, um, and ways to start, uh, and what we recommend. Um, but we want to give you some easy stuff, um, so nothing, nothing complicated, uh, complicated stuff just never, never works. It's the simple things, I think. Yeah. So what worked for us last year was we both committed to running eventually. Um, it was around March or April and we continued it through the entire year and we have not stopped. But what we did is, you know, we said, Hey, do you, do you think that we could, what, what, what would our life look like if we just ran three days a week? Can we do that? Right? And we did. And we held each other accountable. Oh, and by the way, did that happen every week? Mm-mm. No. No, it didn't. But the way that we approach that is, hey, you know what? I understand, you know, your body's tired. Let's it's try re- again It's recovering. Week. Hey, I know you're missing this one, but you got the next one. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, Eventually, you get to this place to where, you know, in about three or four weeks into the journey, you're like, man, I really, I I don't want to miss. I love the way that I feel. It's a special time for me um, to go on these runs. Mm -hmm. Um, And we did it. But did we do a bunch of other things? Did we go to the gym and do weights? And Mm -mm. did we do additional activities? Not at the start. No, just started. We just did one thing. And I think that that largely contributed to us being successful last year um, in our health journey. And by the way, um, success is very subjective. It's very personal. And Mm -hmm. your life is going to look different than anyone else's. A success for you might not be a success for someone or success Mm -hmm. for you could be way far and above what someone else would consider successful. It's so, it's so personal. It depends on your lifestyle. Like we're not saying like you have to run. Right. Right. So if you are mostly sedentary, maybe your decision, uh, like ours was to run, maybe your decision is to say, Hey, I'm going to go on a 30 minute walk. We encourage you to do this with your, with your spouse, or you could do the, the bikes, or if you've got a local pool, like an indoor pool or a recreation center, you don't even have to go swim. Just say, hey, I'm going to go get in the pool and walk around. Um, really, really simple, simple things. Um, and don't change it all at once. It takes 21 days to build a habit. So 
Maybe say, okay, for 21 days, I'm going to walk every Wednesday for 30 minutes. Want to come with me and we'll chat about stuff. Um, or maybe, um, maybe you really, really like McDonald's. And every time you get like a double quarter pounder, I don't know, that, that's a thing? Oh, that's, that's a thing. A thing. Okay, I that's used a to thing. eat a lot of those. So maybe instead of the double quarter pounder, you get a single quarter pounder. Maybe instead of having the soda every time you go, you have it every other time you go. Just little small changes and decide why. It's not like, hey, it's because I'm taking this away. No, it's because I'm benefiting in this way or because I'm replacing it with this and because I want to feel healthier. I want to have more energy. I want to do this to be, you know, whatever. Find whatever your purpose is. Decide it. Write it down if you want to. Small things. Absolutely. Um, you would be very surprised, um, especially if walking is not something that you typically do. Uh, just, you know, commit with your spouse. Hey, um, why don't we go for a walk three days a week together after dinner? Can you do that? I, th I think that I think that most people can. Obviously, you know, some people are going to be, you know, physically limited from being able to do something mm -hmm. like that. But just finding something, something that you can do together. I think that's what's so important um, is being together, doing it as a team. And, um, you know, you and I, we run together at the same time, but we don't run the same path. We don't run at the same pace. But like we, I said, I'm slow. We go out together. But I go. <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, one, one thing we'll leave you with and, and whatnot is how we started this year. We sat down and we discussed all the different areas of our life and what is one thing in each of those areas that we could do to be better. Mm -hmm. We didn't come up with a giant list of all these things we wanted to change. We came together and we decided, what is, what, hey, look, you know, things are going well. We're eating pretty good. We're doing really good. Uh, we're exercising really well. We've seen a really big change. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if everything stayed the same, be pretty okay. Be pretty happy with that. But what's one thing? What is one thing we can do? Because you can always be better. There's always one thing. And so what we decided is, is we were going to do a fresh juice together, a green juice um, in the mornings mm -hmm. each day. And we both came to the conclusion that that would help us to get our vitamins and minerals, things that we weren't typically getting in our diet. Mm -hmm. And that would really help us, you know, and we've stuck to that. Happy to say, mm -hmm. uh, we, we more energy, so much more energy. I love it. Yeah. Well, I, I think it just made us realize that we were, we were missing some, some nutrients yeah. from our, from our diet. And it, this has really helped us, but this is all we're doing for this year. I mean, we might get to, you know, the second half of the year and say, hey, what do you think about adding this in? And mm -hmm. we might do that. But we're just doing this one thing and it has been tremendous for us. It doesn't feel like a burden because it's just one thing. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah. So what I would love to do, since you brought that up, um, I want to give y'all um, a homework assignment. Let's not call it homework. Homework, just that's not fun. Um, one to do, one action item from this. I want to encourage you. Now, maybe you and your spouse are listening to this together or separately, but I want you to come together and decide what is your one thing in the health arena that you guys could do together this year that would make a positive difference in your life. What do you think about that, hun? I love it. I want to add something to that. Oh, yes. How about, you know, while you're having this conversation, what if you did it going on a walk outside, getting nice. some fresh air? I love it. You know, so you're already doing it. Yeah. Right? You're already starting this. You're not, you're not just talking about it. You're already starting the health journey. And on that walk, you're, you're going to be talking together about, hey, what's that one thing? Hey, you might get to the end of the walk and might say, hey, you know what? Really like walking with you uh -huh. and talking with you. I got a lot out of this. Why don't we just make this a habit? Yeah. You know? The one not to do on that, on that walk. Don't come up with 10 things and try to do them all. Just do the one thing. Hey, what's one thing over the next few months that we could implement yeah. that's really going to help us? And how can I support you in this? I love it. I think that's really great. Awesome. Well, guys, we love talking about health. It's our, our new favorite thing. We feel vibrant and alive and excited for forever together. And that's exactly what we want for you guys. So go away. Go on your walk. 
talk about your one thing and do us a favor and leave us a rating. But in your rating, let us know what your one thing was and we'll talk about it. Have an awesome week. If you enjoyed today's conversation, let us know by leaving a rating. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you post a question there, we will do our best to answer it on a future episode. Remember, leaving a rating helps us to spread the news about having a great marriage through Christ to more people on this platform. We appreciate your time and can't wait to have more conversations with you.